This <laughs> welcome to Tea and Tarot, the podcast. We um didn't have such a smooth recording button pushing episode. But you know what? It's the anomaly instead of the regular now. So progress is progress. Yes, ma'am. We'll take it <laughs> where we can get it. <laughs> Amen. As you can see, this is a podcast, and I'm Kate the Brave. <laughs> and I'm Jordan. And we're um, psychic mediums, but we're mostly just people, and we're here to talk about our lives and what readings are like and different tips and tricks for you and your own journey. And mostly we're just here to make a safe space for you. So whenever you're ready, pull up a chair, and we will put some tea on and get started. On today's podcast, we are brewing love tea. <laughs> uh, tell us all about it. Oh, so I had the um, Musica Fest. It was like a market, not a festival, but it felt like a festival because there was live music. There are all these vendors. Tressa, who's a friend of the podcast family, put it on and it was just like, it was so much fun. But today... Uh, I woke up feeling so hungover, (laughs) (laughs) which I wasn't even like drunk to be hungover. So that's just kind of normal for me. Whenever I do big events like that, my energy like is so high. Like literally you feel like you've smoked like two blunts and like took an Adderall. Like (laughs) it's just such a high energy. And then eventually it just like crashes and then I'm just exhausted and so I'm in the exhausted mode and I work out of my heart chakra a lot so today I made the I love tea and it's delicious I love it it has a hawthorn berry and it's super like it's that juicy berry flavor I'm loving it (laughs) that sounds so delicious and that sounds like a really amazing market like not to mention that area is just like so like high energy and high traffic so it's cool to experience all of that in such a beautiful venue yes and I like it because it's so haunted (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you there's so much going on yeah the place where I was so like where my tent was across from me and a few stories up Tressa told me it was room number 29. So if you stay at Hotel Havana, go try room 29. We think that's the number because there is for sure a dead man who is there, who lives there. (laughs) Everyone's like, okay, I'm going to avoid that one then maybe. No way. You know, they're like, take me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just me then. (laughs) You know that meme that's like, hey, demons, it's your boy. Oh my gosh, that's real ghost adventure vibes. Yeah. What is that from BuzzFeed something? It it's like the that was from BuzzFeed like uh like paranormal something. It was like one guy is like a real non-believer and the other guy like believes in it and then they would go and investigate hauntings. Oh yeah. That show was so funny. It was. <sighs> ghost adventures is terrible when we do not oh yeah them. no <laughs> no it's it's 
very much like a what how is it still happening situation it's yeah it's not a ghost investigation show it's like literally just for entertainment purposes like they're so stupid it's yeah it's a lot it's a lot of stupid it's like the jackass but for ghosts (laughs) (laughs) oh so yeah so I'm drinking that because I work out of my heart chakra a lot and it needs refilled what are you up to uh, just also trying to recover the next seven days. It feels like for a while it's been like real busy and every single day has had an agenda and I'm just so ready for an agendaless day where I don't have to do anything. It's just like what I want to do and those days are coming so I just have to be patient and just keep keep on keeping on. We're in that like home stretch, it feels like. It is definitely very home stretch feely. We are in the last five weeks of school, and it's like you think that's when things are like winding down, but it's actually like the busiest because you're trying to like wrap up the year while getting preparations going for the next year because everything is just cyclical. You are really good at like pushing through things that are like tough like that. And I feel like you're very disciplined and like in your work ethic. And I was just wondering if you would share what some of your like tips and tricks are to like push through even when you're like the most exhausted and tired. Definitely a lot of my like motivation comes from like knowing that outside sources are depending on what I get done so like one of my biggest annoyances in the world is when this sounds like I'm a control freak and maybe that's mostly true but you know when you it's it's one thing when I suffer consequences because I don't do what I'm supposed to it's an entirely different situation and I'm suffering consequences because somebody else didn't do what they were supposed to. That really irks me in a super serious way, especially when it's adults. Like I'm ex- I expect to have to teach children things like that because they're young and they're learning. But when it's somebody who has the same qualifications, if not more than me, it's very frustrating to me when I have to suffer consequences because they don't do their job or whatever, their responsibility. So a lot of my motivation, probably not in a positive way all the time, comes from, I I don't wanna be that person for somebody else. And I feel like I can't be mad about it if I'm consistently bringing that problem to the table as well. So I just kind of make sure that I'm gonna cross my teeth and dot my eyes because if someone's gonna have a problem, it's not gonna be with me because I didn't do what I was supposed to because I do what I'm supposed to. I don't think that's fair to call yourself a control freak because all you're <laughs> doing is you're saying like, everybody needs to be responsible for their own things and aware of like how they're affecting other people. That's normal. I, I think if, people have like that understanding that I mean that's just like that empathy and that compassion that some people lack that really leads to like really bad relationships and really bad situations so 
if everyone would just work on a little bit of self-awareness and realize like it's sometimes it's not just you that has to suffer the consequences that becomes like really important when you're a team player or when you're you know a parent where you have children you're responsible for like that self-awareness is it's a lot I think it's important too because like not everybody wants to work in a team setting I for sure don't always want to no that's not true anymore I used to feel that way like I didn't want to be in a team setting but I think I've come to a place where I've realized that like we're naturally in a team setting no matter where we are or who we're around because no matter what your intention is like your actions and your patterns like thought patterns they're affecting the people around you regardless even in micro ways like everybody is an ecosystem like we're all being affected so I love that you're talking about that yeah and that's important for me too like exactly what you said is recognizing my own reactions and my own responsibilities and like checking in with the people who I care about like hey like if I didn't provide what you needed in that moment like that wasn't my intention and I really apologize or like you know I'm sorry that I created this environment or this situation where you felt that way like I don't want to make you feel that way so I've been trying really hard especially in the last like year to apologize and make sure that when I apologize like I mean it like it's meaningful and I'm apologizing for like just what I'm sorry for and not anything else just what you're sorry for it's you can't be like oh I'm sorry that like you're upset because like that's not something you can be sorry for that's somebody else's emotions that they're allowed to experience it needs to be, I'm sorry for what I did to contribute to the situation and taking ownership of that. That's so hard. It's so hard to do that. For me, like, I really, it does, my husband would probably disagree with me, but, like, I enjoy apologizing when I'm wrong because it's, like, to me, it's, like, taking ownership. And it is something that I, like, really crave in people. And it's not even, like, It's not even like an apology that I'm looking for, but it's like accountability. And I think whenever you turn your apologizing into, well, actually, this is just me taking accountability for the way that I'm affecting or like impacting somebody else. I think it makes it easier to recognize like maybe some of your missteps or where they're coming from. And then it just makes them feel safe enough to like be able to talk to you or to like move past it like it really is beneficial in the long run yeah and nine times out of ten you'll notice when you're in like a really tense situation like when you can accept some accountability your partner or whoever is in that situation with you oftentimes can also accept responsibility like if it's a good partnership and relationship like they're not going to sit there and say yeah it's 100% you because anytime there's a conflict even if you're not the one who initiated the conflict even if you're not 
like at any way responsible you still play a part in that conflict yes just like recognizing it and then that just opens the door for it to happen more and more regularly and then it just becomes like normal yeah then you have what we call healthy communication and it just makes life so much easier (laughs) it's so hard to get started though because it's it's scary to like first move into that territory and know am I going to be accepted for what I'm laying at the table or is am I going to be told that what I'm perceiving is not correct or just you know told that I'm incorrect so that's the scary first step and then you have to be ready for like that growing and learning process and knowing that every time you start that conversation it's not always going to be like you're right I also did this bad thing and then it's cool like there's going to be moments where you actually get into knockdown drag out and you're like why did I even say anything so it's a lot I think too it's important to like like what did you just say a minute ago I like how you were like you have to be ready to like hear what the other person has to say because a lot of the times we're so focused on like how we were hurt or how we were impacted or how we felt about this or whatever but like we're not really taking into account like how our actions like may have been perceived by other people or how we have impacted them or how they feel about this or that because it's always like well you did this wrong and you did this wrong but like I think too a big part is like taking a step back and really recognizing that nine times out of ten when people do shit to you that it's like you don't like most of the time they're not even like really thinking about you like that like it is not this personal attack against you it was just like that's what they know and that's how they handle things you know but it wasn't like Jordan I hate you and I'm gonna TP your house like (laughs) everything feels so deeply personal from your perspective because that's like everyone even if like you don't think it you do have a little bit of like main character like thought process because you are the main character in the story that you're telling yourself yes so yeah you absolutely should definitely believe it but in that perception (laughs) right exactly in that moment you're perceiving everything as if you are the main character in everybody's story yeah Ooh. and sometimes they're the main character I mean sometimes always everyone should yes. be the main character in their own story so it's easy to do that and something that's been really helpful for me is trying to remind myself to like respond in the way that I ideally would want someone to respond to me like how can you create that like pattern and that communication if you want them to be open and communicative and like you know talk to you about it but then you like keep everything inside and are super passive aggressive with them like that there's no way to build that if you're not putting it out there also I love that that goes back to um the whole manifesting episode you get back what you are putting out even in communications if you're not putting out healthy communications there's no possible way for you to even build on that or not fix it but like heal that 
Yeah, it's like I tell my kids at the beginning of every school year, I'm like, you teach me how to teach you. So if we're able to have fun and laugh and play games and hee hee ha ha all class and then still get our work done, then that's how I'm going to teach you because that's what I want to do. But if you don't know how to keep it together and you show me that we can't have fun and then get our work done, then I have to not have fun with you so that we can get our work done. So you do the same thing with the people in your life. You teach them how to treat you, whether you know it or not. I fucking love having you as a best friend. You just like, (laughs) you're like the coolest person ever. Like you're such an amazing teacher. Like you're such an amazing nurturer, a communicator. God damn. My bestie is like a god, a goddess. (laughs) It's it's just like really important to me, I think, because I think everyone can relate to having experiences in school, at least at one point where somebody who was supposed to help you and, and nurture you and protect you and help you grow, like really was negative and had a bad impact. And I never want my kids to look back and think like oh my god my middle school band director was so mean like so hateful and like for what it's just like you don't want to look back and be like oh my god my eighth grade English teacher was the meanest person ever like for what (laughs) Miss Baird was the meanest person ever (laughs) she was that's literally (laughs) that's exactly what I mean though for what like she. She could have actually been somebody to help you and and nurture you and be a voice of reason for you in a time that's hard for everybody, at least at one point. And she not only wasn't that for you, but she was the opposite. She was the source of trauma. Yeah, she so, made it worse. For those of yeah. you who don't know, which is probably everybody listening, I had a teacher that once told me she felt... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> trauma laughing trauma laughing she told me she felt sorry for my mom because I was her daughter because she hated me because she always lost our entire classes classwork and then told my parents that I just didn't turn the shit in and my parents believed me and well actually they would like have all these conferences with her which is like why I think that she said it because I think she was getting in trouble from like the principal so anyways that was my fault for her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this little 14-year-old was totally ruining her life. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's for what? Like, I truly don't understand it. So yeah. it's really important to me to like have those conversations and keep that stuff in the forefront. Cause it's easy to like for anybody, and, and this isn't just for teachers, it's for parents, it's for whatever. It's easy to like lose your temper and yell and scream and have order and things like that that way it's a lot harder to like have patience and be like hey let's try to learn how to be good people so it's something I have to work on like constantly and if you have to interact with children at any point at home whatever and you're not open to the idea of just like we we're talking about earlier apologizing I highly recommend you consider changing your thoughts on that because I think apologizing to kids is really important too. And it starts building that understanding that it's okay to admit 
that we're human and we're wrong and we make mistakes and that we can get better. So it's something I really advocate for. One thing that I started to do is, um, that's how Adrian and I too, and I are too, because I think we both grew up, um, we just grew up in the generation that was like hard on kids. You know what I mean? And like, Mm -hmm. they didn't know that you didn't have to be married, like, (laughs) or whatever. Like we were just raised differently. And so now as parents, like we apologize for literally everything. Well, not everything. We apologize and we take accountability for the things that like we are messing up on. And then we make sure to talk to the kids and be like, look, we're just people too. And we're learning I really appreciate your patience with me as I'm like learning how to do this better and this and that. Like you just, I think that your advice is like spot on. You just need to sit down with, with your kids or the children that you're around and like be open and honest with them. You don't have to put on some like dog and pony show that you're this like tough person who never makes mistakes. Like kids need to say, kids need to see that it's okay to make mistakes and that it's safe to own up to that so that they are they can make the mistakes that they're inevitably going to make and now they have a safe space to talk to you about it and you can be there and help them to like stay out of danger or it's just opening that line of communication that really carries out through life i sit down with atlas sometimes and i'm like <sighs> how are you feeling about this and this? And then he'll tell me, or like, what is one thing that I did this week that you didn't really like? And then he'll tell me. And I'm like, okay, I hear what you're saying. And then I take into account, like, is this something that like could have been avoided by his actions? Or is it something that like genuinely I need to like look back in and and improve on? So I'll take accountability for like how that's affecting him. And I'm like, I see that it's going this way. This is what I need to eat from you so that I can change that behavior. And then this is what I'm going to do to like make it better. And then I'll say, what's one good thing that I did this week? And then he'll say something that he liked. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do more of that then. I love that. And then he tells me the same things. Like I tell him one thing that I wish he would have done differently. And then what I like that he's doing. And I don't know. I like that. I really love the way that you parent like it's been really cool to watch because I'm a lot of people can probably relate to like seeing their like childhood best friends like start families and it's cool to think about just seeing everything you went through growing up and the different ways that you dealt with issues and conflicts and how you're using those experiences to help you now. Like, what did you want to do that you liked that you went through? What didn't you like? And your communication skills, I think, are, like, really, really fine-tuned with your kids. I love the conversations you have with them. And just the fact that, like, I just just think it's so important. I never thought my parents were people for a long time because it's hard to recognize that you think that they're like perfect and they don't make mistakes and that that's what the expectation is for you too but you guys are so open and honest with your kids and let them know that you're people and it helps I think build a really 
like cool bond and connection too because then they're also connecting to you not just like as mom and dad or these authority figures but like at a really like human level so it's really cool to watch you be a good parent thank you i'm going to receive that compliment because i worked my <laughs> ass off so thank you it's hard it's so hard and then you like mom guilt is so real and then you mess up every day and I remember too like where I am now is totally not where I was even just like a year and a half ago even a year ago in parenting like because I was so caught up in my own shit and I would still like do these things but it not as much as I'm doing them now it just took a lot of like like what we talked about like you have to be able to hold yourself accountable like accountability is so important whether it's being accountable for yourself or like the people around you oh and it's so hard (laughs) it is it's literally and it's like something you just have to accept that you're never going to get like perfect and if you're striving for perfection or you're not going to bother then it's not going to work but if you understand that you can make progress and that you can still mess up and learn from that mistake and then keep moving forward, then it's going to benefit you and everyone around you, like, Forever. no doubt. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, the coolest part. Like, that's where the world tarot card comes into play. And, like, it's, like, a combination. So the world, the wheel and the empress I feel like all three of them are very much like you're changing your life around these small things that you're holding yourself accountable for right now that you're working through right now like they're paying off so that this future that is like coming to you is bigger and brighter and like more joyful than where you are right now like it's it's important to work through the hard things so that you can get to that positive outcome yeah and it's really cool also to think about like working through the hard things also helps change your perspective and it may also change what your like ultimate best life looks like like if you've always thought you had to have the thing to be happy like you've always thought oh my gosh I have to be a homeowner to be happy and I'll never be happy until I have my own home and then you're able to work through some things that have made you believe that that's all you have to have to be happy and then eventually you're like oh it's never really about that it's actually about this and you can find joy without even having that thing you always thought you had to have all along yeah and that is like wild because it can happen with so much like when when I first started my journey I'm like what am I even gonna be I'm just gonna be a tarot reader and no bitch like I make teas I'm about to start making ritual kits like no things change and move and expand in ways that that you can't even comprehend in this moment because you're not ready to and it's just like it's not plausible yet like you don't even know it can be there I love that. Oh, I love it. It's so exciting to me. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. You feel like, and you don't know what you don't know. So there's so much more out there than you could even wish and manifest for yourself. So keep working on opening up and 
building yourself to the person that you really love every single day. And then those things that you don't even know that are going to enrich your life start to just happen. Step out of your comfort zone, work through the hard shit. Even when things seem like really terrible, which that's okay. Sometimes things are really terrible, but there's definitely like growth that can come from them. There's, I feel like I always like to say that there's medicine in everything. So allow yourself to like process and work through stuff, but like gradually start looking for that medicine within those things and see if that can even um, expand your comfort zone even more. Yeah. And it's like so true. Cause if you go back even and listen to like past episodes of our podcast, you can like definitely hear different tones of like, oh, things are just really hard right now. I'm depressed. I'm really anxious. I'm dealing with this really bad thing and just continuing to work through it to where you get to like where we are like right now where it's like good things are possible and things are happening. It's all cyclical. And so you can even hear it just by listening to our podcast. Yes, we're living our, we're living it like, yeah every day every day and it's okay to have bad days we need to say that (laughs) yeah it's super okay and expected and impossible to say you're not going to yeah and then another message that's coming through is that we're going to talk about this crystal in my pocket and during the break I want you to see if you can guess what the crystal is and I'll tell you when we get back. Pause. Yeah. Do you have gifts? Are you looking for a community where you can feel safe and talk about tarot and have readings for the week and for the month and have a welcome package and have weekly, monthly meetings? Then you should join my Patreon today. Join me on patreon.com slash kate underscore the brave where you will have weekly readings to see what the week is going to be like, monthly readings to see what the month will be like. I post tarot spreads. We talk about teas. We have other random polls, all kinds of amazing shit. It's a very safe, fun environment. So join me today on patreon.com slash kate underscore the brave. Okay, so if you haven't guessed during the ad or whatever we placed there, we'll find out. (laughs) Uh Um, If you haven't guessed yet, I'm going to take you through a really quick grounding exercise so that you can guess what I have in my hand. So everybody roll your shoulders back, take a big breath, breathe out. Roll your neck out, breathe in again really big. When you breathe out, clear your mind, relax. Just breathe. See if you can see what's in my hand. What does it feel like? What does it look like? color is it? 
Are you getting any words, shapes, phrases? Okay, now for the reveal. If you got rough, pointy, gray, maybe translucent, <clears throat> white, then you are on the right track. If you saw a moon, if you saw circles, if you saw nighttime sky, then you're on the right track. Because we have here, oh, and if you got opal or opalite, you're also on the right track because they're related, but not the same. This is moonstone. Yeah. Yes, I had this in my pocket. I love moonstone because it is very much like, to me, it's like a daydreamer stone, but also... It makes the conscious and unconscious mind um, align. So you have more intuitive ability, more psychic ability. Um, I really like that phrasing, like aligning the conscious and unconscious mind. That's ooh. so cool. I like that too. I didn't even realize I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, emotional healer, shielding or guarding. But yeah, I like that too. Aligning the conscious and unconscious mind. There's so much of our brain that we don't even use. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, people talk about it all the time, like using your sixth sense or whatever. That's literally like the intuition, the that's that Third unconscious eye. mind. Yeah, it's that like, it's the same thing we say like all the time that the gifts and the abilities are there. It's a matter of growing them and learning how to, to use them. So it's cool that it brings that kind of like to the forefront. Yeah. And I like that too, because um, when you said forefront, you like did your fingers towards the front of your forehead, which is where your yeah. eye is. <laughs> You're like, wake up, buddy. <laughs> yeah I it's like it's always the there but book. you can see it oh my god me too you I knew it <laughs> I'm so excited for the second movie to come out when does it come out in October <gasps> for our birthday yes and I will be celebrating listen I really feel like we need to go to Santa Fe I agree I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, we need to go. Will you pull a card? Do you have your deck with you? Uh, I will have to find it, but I do have it around here somewhere. Will you pull a card for Santa Fe? Yes. While I rummage around for my deck, why don't you talk a little bit more about Moonstone? Okay, I will talk more about Moonstone. So I really like about Moonstone... <clears throat> I like to put it underneath of my pillow when I'm sleeping because it really promotes um, psychic dreams. Um, <coughs> sorry, it might not seem like it. It might just seem like a really weird dream with random things. And then you wake up and you're like, that's so strange. Why did I have that dream? When you're feeling that way, write down your dream and then come find me because I'll help you figure it out. There's a tarot spread that we can do. There are psychic connections that we can do because 
setting that intention and allowing them to come to you in your dreams, that is the easiest and I feel like, not. I don't want to say safest, that's not really true because you're in charge of setting your boundaries all the time, but it's just the, the easiest way them, for them to connect to you because your conscious mind isn't kind of like distracting you and getting in your way. They can just come straight out. You're open. You're ready to talk. That's why if you have psychic abilities that are already like showing up and you're not embracing them, that's probably why you're having a lot of dreams or having a lot of stuff happen at night because your body is relaxed, your mind is open, and then the spirits see you almost like a porch light, like your light is on. So they come and they're like, oh, hey, she can see me and she can talk to me. So keep that in mind when you have Moonstone under your pillow, but definitely give that exercise a try. I think I need to get some Moonstone. I feel like very called for that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, um, well, it's interesting because you've heard on multiple episodes I'm like I'm not a crystal connoisseur I'm not a crystal connoisseur but like every time I talk to a psychic they're like guides like crystals your guides really want you to connect to crystals and lately it's been so many crystals all day every day and I'm really liking it I think you also have really like started to connect better because now you've like found your link between you and crystals and it's that like raw natural form crystal instead of trying to hold these like polished stones in your hands and being like I don't know what this means because you weren't like connecting to those in the same way that you're connecting to these unprocessed crystals you're working with now oh yeah okay I like that thank you because yeah the polished crystals don't I don't understand them and even now it's because I'm like learning and I'm not used to them I'm really having to do like faith-based crystalling. So I'm just like, if I feel like, you know how like sometimes you just feel like compelled to touch something? Mm-hmm. That's how it is with me and crystals right now. Like, I'm just like, I feel like I need to carry this around today. And so I'll carry it around for the day. And then I'll try to like take note of what's happening around me to see how it might be lining up with the crystal stuff. And then when I have the chance, that's when I Google the crystal that I had, what its properties are, and then I kind of compare it to like the day that I had. It's a really great way to get introduced into crystals. Yeah, it's a really like no pressure, like learn as you encounter kind of way. Yeah, which is how I do life best. Okay, pull for Santa Fe. I'm ready. Here we go. I feel aliens. three cards okay interesting so definitely it's gonna be a place of so I pulled I'm pulling from a deck called the starseed oracle so beautiful I love that deck it's yeah it's gorgeous so the first one I pulled is this one right here (gasps) says loosen your grip so it's definitely going to be a place of enlightenment I don't know if it's it's almost as if like the location itself is very um high energy open yeah I almost see like I think that this is um an exaggeration I don't think this is like what we're doing 
but I almost see this like in the middle of this like triangle that's like supercharged, like a light coming out of the ground charged. I love that. Yeah, that's so interesting. Then I pulled this one, which says, <gasps> wait. So I pulled it reversed. Bitch, bitch, bitch. I have to tell you something. What? Yesterday, I was pulling for myself from the Morgan's tarot deck. The Morgan's tarot deck. Do you know what card I got? What? It Wait. It literally said, wait. Isn't that interesting? So this one I pulled, same thing, but I pulled it reverse. Mine was upright. Mine, so at the bottom it says, it's not time yet. Things are being woven. So I wonder if that means like, it's time. We need to start like finding a good window to like actually do it and make the plan. Okay, I think you're right. I think it was like, for the that ooh, I didn't even know that card was in my deck or yours. Me either. I've never seen it before. Oh my god. At least not that I can remember. I'm sure I have, but not up to my knowledge. But the last one I pulled is this one, which is double mission. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's not as scary like in person. It looks scarier, but it's the reflection of it. Because she's okay. wearing like gold <laughs> eyeshadow and gold lipstick, but it looks like she has a scary open mouth. <laughs> But she doesn't. So I think that that means it's going to serve two purposes. Like first, we just need, we haven't seen each other in a really long time. So it will be nice to like just see each other on like a normal, silly, giggly best friend base. And also it's going to be really good for us to like grow and have a good experience spiritually and emotionally. I feel like there's going to be crying. Oof. That's the place to do it, though. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Ooh, I cannot believe we got the weight card. Like, I'm freaking out. That was so crazy. And I, it was like, and I got that card on purpose, too, because it, like, came out like, wait, wait, wait. And I think it, the reason <laughs> was because if it had been upside down, I think I would have thought it was for something different. Because Santa Fe so was when did you pull it? Last night. Oh, just like just for grinsies, you were just pulling just for. Just yeah, for- well, because um, the event started and I had downtime, and I like to. Um, so I'm the kind of psychic reader that like I need to start pulling like beforehand and get my connection going because that's where I am right now. I don't, I'm not always going to be there, but right now, because I am socially anxious I have to like connect before I even see anybody so that I'm not like caught up in my own it's that conscious mind like stepping to the forefront like Mm -hmm. caught up in my own bullshit so um the event hadn't started yet and I was pulling for myself and then that's what I got and I also got a stop sign but the stop sign was upside down so it's like go yeah so I think that I for me what this means to me is that wait, I needed to see that to make that connection for Santa Fe because otherwise I would have thought that it was for high tea. Okay. <clears throat> and I think I needed to like, it's like, 
wait, there's more to the puzzle. And I think you yeah. were the other part of the puzzle. Because I really see it like coming together. That's why I like the first card that you did is two girls falling. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Stay tuned to hear about Santa Fe. Who knows when we're going though? We need to we will find a day. Yeah, we do. It definitely feels cooler to me. Okay. Okay. On this note, we're gonna hang up the phone. <laughs> If you would like to find more of us, mostly I'm active on my personal Instagram page, which is Kate period, the period brave, Kate the brave with like periods in between. Or you can find us at T and Tara the podcast on Instagram. Um, Like, share, follow, tell your friends about us. Oh my gosh. While we're speaking of your Instagram, you talked about our Pinterest boards for each other this week on Instagram and if anybody wants to see the beautiful board you created where can they find you on Pinterest oh shit let me get back to you on that (laughs) (laughs) she will post about it on her Instagram yeah I don't um let me just get back to you on that I don't know my usernames ever (laughs) (laughs) But you can find me on Patreon slash Kate underscore the brave where we do readings and all kinds of shit. It's really fun. (laughs) Okay. I hope everybody has a wonderful Sunday and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.